0: How's it going everyone? I'm Brad. And I'm Mel. We hope you're more than glad. And feeling swell. Nice. This is Spoken to Your Taste, the only buffet with a different selection of topics to feast on. Here we are Mel, episode two. I'm glad to be here even though we just spent the last what like almost two hours for with the first take and then your laptop just froze.
1: We lost everything. We want to get this done for y'all because we love you all.
0: Yes, yes. And I feel like I'm in a better headspace for some reason. I don't know.
1: Probably because you were just jamming out.
0: I know, right? I just regained my energy and, you know, anyway. Let's get it. Before we start, Mel, I would like to mention that for today's episode, we have decided to choose our own topics and we'll be using the generator to pick three for us. Um, But from here on out, we'd really appreciate it if you guys can submit some ideas what do you want to hear from us this is spoken to your taste so you can reach us at our social media i am six red on instagram preferably where i'd like you to reach me s-i-x-r-a-d that is six red on instagram please dm me i love to flirt
1: (laughs) and you can find me on instagram as well and twitter also i prefer instagram uh, my username is at Melanie Ambita. That is my first name and my last name. You can sound it out. I won't spell it out for you.
0: <laughs> Melanie Ambita.
1: B as in dog. Nice. B as in dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: keeping that. Oh, my God. I'm keeping that. B as in dog. Oh, my God.
1: This episode kind of showcases how it's going to be for the rest of of the season, the series.
0: Basically, this is the whole layout, guys. So, we're just going to get into it. Mel? Mel, what's the first topic?
1: So, the first topic that came out of the generator is something that we can all relate to, and that's growing up.
0: Oh, gross. You mean dying?
1: Dying, living, being who you are.
0: But growing up. Are we talking about maturing or are we talking about like conforming to society
1: i mean we can talk about both um age conforming society what society means growing up is i guess it's all really just a preference for how we see growing up
0: yeah yeah how about we break it down growing up what did we think first as kids when it meant growing up? When I thought growing up, I just thought I'd be getting older and I'd be getting my own house and I'd be as tall as the adults that I look up to. Oh, my God. But it's nothing like that.
1: It's absolutely nothing how you see it when you're a kid. When I was 16, I thought 23 was old. Mm -hmm. I'm 23 now.
0: Oh yeah, when I was 19, I had like a supervisor who was 24 and I thought she was just a grown-ass woman.
1: I don't know, I guess when it comes to growing up, it's really about how you see yourself and where you stand. Being comfortable, secure in your area. Just being able to feel that freedom and that independence.
0: So in what ways do you feel grown up and not grown up?
1: Um, I think when it comes to my career, I feel a little more adult in my career right now. Actually, I'm not in a career right now, (laughs) but (laughs) I feel a little more adult now that I've graduated college.
0: Basically, I mean, it just says that we wanted to go to school for a little longer, but I'm not going to lie. We did learn a bunch of stuff. Um, what college taught me about growing up was if you move into the dorms, like you really gotta just have fun, live your life, not get too reckless like me, but yeah, like I, I was so reckless on the dorms cause I moved out at 18 and that was just, I was already feeling my freedom throughout high school. Cause my auntie was so lenient and she wanted me to, you know, experience stuff and just learn my lessons, which really you bit me in the ass during my sophomore year when i was um, a resident on campus let me tell you i think at that time I had, I had like two jobs and i was doing like the five classes and i was buying like a pack of Newports every two days and thank god my grandparents helped me with some of my uh, like my dorm fees but the rest of it, on top of the meal plan, on top of my textbooks, you know, the usual college stuff. That's where I also feel like going up, too, spending all of this fucking money for, like, a job I'm trying to have after I graduate.
1: See, I think when it comes to growing up, it really is feeling independent at some point.
0: Right. But, but even if you're independent, are you grown up?
1: Exactly, because you can still not have it together and be independent. You know what I mean?
0: In a way. But how can that make you not grown?
1: I think it's your mindset, too. I guess maturity does come into play when it comes to being grown. Right. I mean, if you're... If you're grown, if you're old and you're still chasing around teenagers, then...
0: Oh, you're just a pervert.
1: Yeah, you're a pedophile. <laughs> Here we go again with the pedophile.
0: Okay, then we stop right there. But... um. I don't know. Like for me, the ways that I do feel grown is, yeah, I guess I fucking graduated college. I was willing to put myself through hell in higher education. I got a job. I've been working since I was 18. Yeah, I've been working since I was 18. I'm 24 now. Ways that I don't feel grown, I don't have my license, but do we want to count that? To some, having your license is that milestone and your are growing journey i guess but well, like you have teenagers getting their licenses at 16 you got your license at what 17 17 yeah yeah lady gaga got hers at 30 something 33 to 35 or whatever so that's where i try not to stress about trying to use that as a measurement of how quote grown i am
1: yeah i mean having your license doesn't make you grown because you can be 16 and have your license and still be depending on your parents. All right. Having, having that security within yourself and knowing your path and knowing, not knowing, but kind of having this idea of how life plays out. I feel like that's being grown and having these responsibilities like paying bills, having a job. Um, doing your own thing, you know, grocery shopping, doing your own grocery shopping, that makes you grown. Yeah. Like when, when do you (laughs) feel like you did your own grocery shopping?
0: I've been doing my own grocery shopping since I moved out.
1: So since you were 18, basically. And that's, what's crazy about growing up is that some people put an age to it. You were 18 when you moved out.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, see, why it's 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 not that I I it's weird. Like, yeah, we put an age to it, but that's just because of the standards that were put on that age. Even if you're you turn eighteen here, they cut nicotine accessible to eighteen year olds out of pretty much the whole US, right?
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Um but when you're in Europe, the drinking age is eighteen. So it's it's really it's really strange the type of standards like depending on where you are that are like put on you.
1: It's really a mind thing, honestly. If you feel grown, maybe you are. But then there's some kids that that they think they know yeah. what grown is. They think grown is having a license, having a job, but it's so much more than that. There's so much more responsibility when it comes to being grown.
0: It, and I feel like responsibility is the concept that we should pin to it because considering that we live in the United States and they are really... They tell you, like, this is shit you gotta do in order to survive, but it's like, we created money. We created the concept of, like, the economy. We created the economy. We created the concept that the older you get, the more you need to have it together. And to a sense, I completely agree. But at the same time, it's like the pressure. They just put so much pressure on us.
1: Another, like One thing that I noticed about when people like to use the word like I'm grown or the saying I'm grown yeah, is when they feel like people are talking down on them
0: oh yeah like whenever it's a parent or some authority figure whatever
1: but if you have to constantly tell people you're grown maybe you're not
0: maybe you're not
1: because it gives me examples like when i'm at work um customers or passengers get upset you know they're like why are you talking to me like why are you talking to me like i'm a baby like i'm grown nobody's talking to you in any kind of way we know you're grown you paid for your time here right so if you're so grown take what people say to you and move on right and it's that's that's kind of what I'm getting into like if you have to constantly tell yourself like oh I'm an adult like I can do this and that like especially 18 year olds they love to be like well I'm 18 I can do whatever I want but do you know what it is that you want? Do you know what it is that you need to do? You know what I'm trying to say. It's having that idea, oh, okay, of knowing the difference between being treated like a child and being treated like an adult. But in this, in this big age, 23, you're 24. We feel grown because of the things that we have done in our lives or the things that we're doing with our lives. If you can still live your life and then know when to buckle down, you are grown, in my opinion.
0: Okay. And that that isn't even to like a specific standard. It's just if you check that box regardless yeah. of what you're doing.
1: If you do your own thing, you know, or you don't know, or you're just flowing and you're still living your life, but you still buckle down and you know you know that there's a boundary. Okay. Between Going out every single night and trying to get your life together.
0: Okay, so growing up, when you have to allocate time for fun Mm -hmm. and then also allocate time for work so that you can have more fun since we live in a fucking society that runs on money.
1: Yeah, I mean, in society, it's like you're not grown unless you have your own house. You're financially stable. You have a good job. You have this and that. You have your degree or whatever. I can probably only check... Two of those boxes. Yeah,
0: yeah, same.
1: I graduated college. I have a job.
0: Oh, we pay bills.
1: (laughs) We pay bills. Three three boxes. I can check off three boxes, but I still live with my parents.
0: Same, but I'm I'm paying rent.
1: Yeah, you know, I I have my own bills. I still live with my parents, and I have a job, but I don't have my own house. Does that make me less of an adult than everybody else? Everything's at your own pace, and we also have to remember. There is a privilege to growing up a certain way.
0: Indeed. I think about that. Yeah. Like, I think about classmates who are doing well. And essentially, like, they came from pretty comfortable families. Like, I... I, Yeah. They came from pretty comfortable families. So I feel like even after they graduated, it's not like they had shit handed down to them. But with where with the socioeconomic status that they were raised into it gave them an easier push push it helped with pull like getting shit together
1: yeah and you know i'm very blessed to come from a family where i'm not pressured into needing to move out and needing to do this and that from just for myself i right. have a very supportive family that i live with and Some people aren't as lucky because there are the people that get to move out and they're living comfortably, but there's the people who move out and they're struggling.
0: That was me. That one's me.
1: But does that make you any less grown than the people who are comfortable? You know what I'm trying to say?
0: Exactly. Oh, yeah, of course. See, now it just feels like we're veering off at this point. But that makes me think, like, growing up, there's obviously some kind of existential awareness to it it's like since i have so much more responsibilities what can i do to keep myself afloat what can i do to keep myself alive keep myself in tune and i don't know just living in the moment and just understanding that i still have a life to live for the day you know without stressing about tomorrow and stuff and i'm just very grateful with where i am like my rent's low Uh, just going back to i'm just like absolutely grateful that i'm still where i am regardless of how far i've gotten or what i've gotten done so far
1: i mean if you're happy then who cares you know yes yes
0: i'm not complacent nor am i ungrateful
1: yeah i think where i am today i i feel i was always scared of growing up ever since i was in high school the thought of going to college scared me the Mm -hmm. thought of graduating, like, what do you do? You know, the thought of what comes next was always really scary. But I think when you think too hard about that, then it gets, it gets, you know...
0: Overwhelming. Like, you don't want to do it. You don't want to fucking pay these bills. You don't want to take yourself to work.
1: I feel happy and comfortable with where I am. Uh, I am, I know I'm growing up, and I know... As time goes by and the older we get, we feel like we're stuck in this space where we're not going to move up in life. Mm -hmm. And I always see tweets like that. Like uh, I saw one yesterday and it said, um, how am I 20 years old worrying about not having a house and I'm making less than 60K a year? You know what I mean? You're 20 right. years old and you're worrying about that. You okay, know? yes. You're so young. Yeah.
0: Too young. Like, I wish we were kids until we turned 50. Like, I want fifth. I wish 50 was the new 18.
1: What is growing up? Is it your age, your maturity? Like, is it where you are in life? That's that's really what. We have to think about when we talk about growing up because some kids are like, oh, I want to be grown up so I can do this and that.
0: Oh, oh, oh! what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. Is knowing the career you want to go in a signal of growing up?
1: I mean, everything changes in life. One day you want to be a chef. The next day you want to be a comedian, you know, or one day you want to be a computer science major and the next you want to be a social worker yeah
0: let's go oh yeah i switched my major like five times in college
1: so everything changes and i think when it comes to growing up i think that's what's the scariest part about it is that nothing is for sure
0: Mm, yeah indeed
1: because you think you know what you want at one point and you think about it when you're really young and then when you get there at the age that you're supposed to be this grown up, quote unquote grown up, you're nowhere near where you thought you would be when you were a kid.
0: Yeah. I agree, I agree.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I mean that's the scariest part about growing up is just not knowing what happens next.
0: I guess literally when you grow up it's just like, okay, do would so you'd feel a lot more grown up the moment you move out?
1: Um Probably not because I'd probably be living the same way that I am living with my parents mm-hmm. because I still do my own thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a lot of rules to follow,
0: Ah, but yes.
1: I guess moving out will make me feel a little more independent.
0: Okay. That's a good point. That's a really, really good point. Maybe even if you had your own place, you won't feel grown until what you're paying for your own insurance or something.
1: I pay for my own insurance. Oh
0: Mel, you're grown. You're grown. <laughs> you're fucking grown, dude. Yeah,
1: I'm grown in the standard of being an adult. Yeah,
0: okay, fine. But Fair.
1: am I grown in the standard of where I want to be, Is I guess is the question.
0: But is that a grown thing?
1: That's what I'm trying to get at, you know, is... Do eighteen year olds and sixteen year olds think about stuff like this? Is this how they feel grown is, or do they feel grown is staying out late at night and being able to drink four locos in a
0: parking lot? Oh God, that's just reckless. Um, no, you know who's grown? My cousin, so I have a cousin who was raised like my sister, really close. she's twenty one and she already has a kid. she's already married. She works as a CNA. She has her own apartment. I I respect her. Like it's she was able to get her journey done like that, and now she gets to spend the rest of her life with her family. It's quite beautiful. Whereas for me, I just got done with six years of university after thirteen years of school, and I'm just exhausted. I'm not really looking forward to settling down in that way just yet like i'm not ready i'm exhausted but i'm also excited does that make sense
1: yeah your cousin is the image that society has built on what grown is
0: yeah that's the type of grown that my grandparents wanted for us.
1: Yeah, that's what you th- that's what people think is grown when you have a family, a house. Yeah,
0: okay, let's talk about the projection, like the projections of growing up from our parents.
1: I mean, I don't really know what that truly looks like from my family standpoint. Okay. Because I have a lot of family members that still live at home.
0: Right. Same.
1: And that's not just my immediate family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's like I have cousins that have that still live at home, you know. But that doesn't take away how adult they are.
0: How grown they're functioning.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They're still grown. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Did any of us work in high school?
1: Well, I I worked in high school. You
0: worked in high school. I didn't work in high school.
1: I just worked for fun. I didn't have to. I just did it just to do it. A lot of our family, you know, the older generation, which is so funny because that ties into the next topic. But the older generation, they they all worked gr- uh, uh, when they moved to Hawaii.
0: That's all they, it's like they didn't really tell us anything. They just did it and they showed us.
1: That's what our family has always been built on. Yeah. On working hard. Right and making a living for your family. And Mm -hmm. that's, that. if we wanted a definition from them about what grown was, that's probably what it is. Yeah, yeah. Working hard and making a living for your family.
0: Oh, yeah, my auntie, uh, okay, so my auntie raised me, guys. It wasn't my birth mom, but that's a story for another day. Yeah, when uh, it was just me, my auntie, and my cousin, here's my auntie, stressing about, how she's gonna take care of two kids but damn through the nights where she left us at home during her graveyard shifts when we were still in elementary school to when we first started learning how to cook for ourselves like it's like while she was being grown on her own we were being grown on our own like that's and i'm pretty sure you you could say the same thing too right like you eventually you just started doing your own shit
1: Yeah, I mean, growing up comes in different levels. It's not just about how old you are and um, all that stuff. It's more of what, what you did to show your responsibilities, your independence, and how you knew to take care of yourself. I guess that's another way to show that you're grown is that, you know, you can take care of yourself and eventually you'll be able to take care of other people around you. You know, we we got that opportunity to feel supported. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's our chance when we're at this big age to give it back. This is like a topic that is going to be... Uh, like, you can like argue about what it means to be grown. Because people can say, well, it's your age. But what about your age makes you grown? Just the fact that you can buy cigarettes... Is it the fact that when you're 25, you don't have to pay a a, a fee when you rent a car? You know what I mean? Like right. what makes you, what? why does your age make you grown? You know what? It's a cycle.
0: Yeah, indeed. And it
1: really is a mindset to be grown, to be an adult, to have responsibilities, to be independent. And it's not anyone's fault if they have to grow up early. And I don't think that's a flaw if yeah. you have to grow up really early at a young age, I actually think it comes in handy. Indeed.
0: indeed. Because
1: at least you're prepared.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And I think um, coming from a family who's very hardworking, that we are very blessed to have grown so quickly.
0: Yeah. Could I just say that I hope for the people who had to grow up early, I hope that mentality gets you to where you need to be so that when you're free... You can live like a kid again.
1: I mean, we can still have fun in our own way. It's just we have consequences now.
0: Yeah, oh my gosh. I know.
1: This topic is so cool to talk about because it can be interpreted in so many different ways, you know?
0: Yeah, of course. All right, Mel. Looks like we had some pretty insightful stuff to say about that. Was there any other final words on this you'd like to deliver?
1: Grow up at your own pace.
0: Don't feel pressured.
1: Yeah, because everybody's different and the way you view yourself is the most important thing.
0: Yeah, your experiences are your own and don't let anyone else define them.
1: If you're not at a place in your life the same as your friends or your family or anybody around you, that doesn't make you less of an adult right? or a person. You're not
0: disposable.
1: You can move at your own pace. We are supportive.
0: Just be easy on yourself. We love you. We love you. You're beautiful. All right, Mel. What has... All right, Mel. What's the second topic that this generator wants us to talk about? Nice.
1: You can add that one in there. (laughs) Okay. The new generation and the old generation.
0: Oh, shit. This is hard because I feel like we're just... We're just like five different slices of generations at this point.
1: And this ties in with being grown, you know? Because we grew up obviously we're born in the 90s yeah we're 2000s kids yes but we also take a lot of culture and a lot of
0: oh yes i i i will milk out any remnants of the 90s within my existence like i love scream i still listen to Brandys like first two or three albums (laughs) yeah i love power rangers i don't but when you think about it, Mel, new generation versus old generation, that's a bit vague. Where would you like to touch upon?
1: What what I was thinking about when this topic came up was that a lot of people like to compare millennials to like... And the boomers. And the boomers, And the Gen yeah. Zs. And the Gen Zs. And the Gen, and the Gen Ys. And the alphas and all of them, what you know? Are
0: the, who are the alphas? Alphas like... The Illuminati?
1: Like 2012 and up i think oh yeah
0: oh god that's what they're called
1: yeah alphas or something like that they just ran out of letters bro so
0: so does that mean the next generation is going to be bravo and after that's charlie and delta and echo foxtrot we'll see looking ass
1: but you know how it's always compared like the different generations are always compared even though Gen Z's and millennials are kind of super close to each other. Like the ending of Gen Z. I mean, the ending of uh, millennials are super close to Gen Z. We're
0: really close to the border. Yeah, we're really close.
1: Some people say 97 is Gen Z. Some Some people say say... 2000
0: is Gen Z, right? Yeah.
1: But I guess we'll never really know.
0: Yeah, like, because you can, wherever you go or whoever you try to look to, like, they're all going to say different things. So what's the point?
1: I personally don't know. If I am Gen Z and I don't know if I connect with Gen Z in that same way because I feel like growing up or um, yeah, growing up things were so different in just the slightest bit of way, you know what I'm trying to, you know what I mean? Like okay. just okay. the little things right. were very different. TV shows were different in a way mindsets were different the whole sensitive quote-unquote saying it in quotes sensitive culture came out where everybody feels felt like they were on they're on their toes now when they speak
0: when it comes to stuff like that it's just as time goes on and the world is continuously changing trends are changing style and culture and whatnot it's like to me, time has proven that we keep either blossoming or re- we're reverting. Yeah. Just-
1: like, just let, just people complain about the whole, everybody's so sensitive now. You know what I mean? Like, people love to say, oh, the world's so sensitive now. Everybody's so, everything's so censored, whatever. But by you complaining about that, you're being a hypocrite. You know what I'm trying to say? You, you're upset that people are telling you what you can and can't say, but you're doing the same thing
0: mm. to the new generation.
1: You're you're saying like, oh, you're so sensitive, blah, blah, blah. I,
0: I, I'm just convinced that they're just more aware.
1: Yeah, like what's wrong? Okay, first off, what's wrong with being sensitive?
0: Nothing, I'm sensitive.
1: Yeah, I mean... I've always had this thing where I didn't want to be sensitive and I wanted to have tough skin and I wanted to not care about whatever this and that. Same. But
0: then I learned the difference between sensitive and vulnerable. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, you, you should completely accept how sensitive you are. But, you know, it's always good to know when to be vulnerable to and just like open up about your shit to the right people.
1: And there's totally nothing wrong with that. And I think that's one of the big differences when it comes to the newer generation and the older generation. It's that, why do we have to be so tough? You know?
0: What's the point? Like, why are we trying to repress anything that we wouldn't want to face? Because the point is to bring things to the light. Show everyone that, hey, it's here. It's a thing. Let's all acknowledge it. We don't have to follow specific rules, but... Could we at least just be respectful,
1: mm-hmm. basically, yeah, what's wrong with being soft? <laughs> what's wrong with being a softie? you know nothing there's absolutely nothing wrong with that,
0: and people who are who are irritated by softies are essentially those who can't be soft themselves.
1: It's because they want to be soft, but they can't
0: because they were conditioned to do otherwise.
1: another thing is there's totally nothing wrong with having your own opinion, you know right, and I feel. Like, people struggle with letting people speak. And that comes from both sides.
0: Okay, good point. And
1: there are wrong and right things to feel and, not to feel, but to believe. But it's not up to us as individuals to constantly throw things down people's throats.
0: It's just because, like, for me, at the end of the day, I just care about who's getting hurt.
1: Me too. Yeah. You know. Yeah, of course. I I'm always a hundred percent willing to educate on as much as I can on any topic, but I know my place and I know how much to say and how much not to. Without so that I don't first off, so I don't sound stupid. And you're
0: like you're not crossing any boundaries. Yeah,
1: because it's not it's not my place to talk about somebody else's issues.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly, and their experiences like who are you to say that they haven't gone through that okay yeah they are liars and maybe it's hard to trust people but you shouldn't generalize that you just got to take it case by case and if you don't care then don't invest so much time into it
1: yeah because you can talk and talk and talk to somebody and they won't understand so what's the point in entertaining that yes
0: yes you have to allow people to sit in their own ignorance and like they'll learn their own lessons that way but it's not always it's not always going to be your responsibility unless you know that someone is getting hurt or unless you know that harm is b- being done
1: yeah you should only invest your time if you if you know you can help somebody yeah because if if people don't want to be helped or if people don't want to be educated and they don't want to learn there's no point in arguing with them because nobody wins see
0: I personally had a hard time with like the specific, just the whole, the whole battle in general, old versus new. Cause for me, it's like my grandparents, they, yeah, they're very much so a result of time. Cause they're old. They're old. They're very old. But it's, it's like I can still talk to them. I can still. I don't know, I could, I, I could still feel like we're on the same, we can still be on the same plane, you know? Like regardless of how much working and how much money my grandparents have made. And I just still, f- I, 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 for some strange reason or something, like they see me as almost, almost an equal just because of how much older I've gotten and what I've been through.
1: See, that's what's cool about some people. You know, some very blessed to have that family. Yes, Yes, exactly. It's it's not obviously it's not the entire older generation versus the entire new generation, you know.
0: Right. Of course.
1: But, you know, we see it everywhere. We see it on social media. We you know, the Karens and whatever the guy Karens are.
0: Oh, yeah. I guess sometimes when I'm dealing with like grouchy old people, I still have to remind myself like, you know, maybe. Well
1: and they always use the excuse like oh these millennials <laughs> like what do, what does that mean like i know a lot of stuff that you know so what does why does that make me different than you are just because you're old you know i i respect i respect my elders i respect um older persons even if they're rude to me i will always respect them but what i can't get at is that why do some of them not show that same respect back
0: i what it probably comes down to is there's just the old people who care and the old people who don't care, you know?
1: Like who don't care to change their mindset?
0: In a way, yeah. Like they don't care to see beyond their the life they've lived. Like your experiences are completely valid. Like you've made it this far, I completely understand and whatnot. But at the end of the day, it's like that doesn't always mean... You're on, like, some kind of high horse.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a new world. Yeah. Everything's different.
0: With, okay, compare, like, compare older people to our age now. And then compare our age now to, like, all the little kids. With, like, the way I'm viewing kids, it's just, I don't know, you don't want to hold them back. Because you know that if you let them you know, live and experience in the appropriate way their ages are supposed to, then you can probably get a lot out of them. Kids are smart. Kids are smart. I remember, like, when I was a kid, I didn't apologize for shit unless I was told to. But when I was, like, just last, in the last two years or whatever, I apologized to Thalia because I realized, like, Like, whatever I said or did that upset her. And she handled it very well. I was like, wow, Thalia, I'm so sorry. And she said, it's okay, Bradford. And she's like, she loves me again. And yeah, like, you know, she's a kid. There's like that innocence and naivety. But that heart, the heart of a kid, like, you should never, should never let go of. For anyone who's listening, If you know you have a wounded inner child, you deserve to heal that. You deserve to heal your inner child because that is how you can get the most of life without feeling like the whole world is against you. Like, heal that inner child. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. If for some reason it might be resonating, this is your sign. Like, heal your inner child. I can't stress that enough.
1: I feel that i feel that a lot and i noticed in the newer generation like they get to learn that it's okay to be wrong to be upset to make mistakes that life is like hard you know and it's okay to let that out but growing up we were just we just didn't know we didn't know how to handle our trauma and we're now we have to deal with that as
0: adults, and that's what I feel like is setting us apart because there's like good majorities of older generations that just dealt with shit and then continue on, yeah, they just continue on, it Under yeah. the rug, and they didn't realize how much it was like hurting them. Mm-hmm. And you know, I guess that's why we should have a lot more empathy for the for older, older generations yeah. specifically. Because I mean, we had history class we saw what this world was fucking going through Mm -hmm. there's people who are still alive today that went through a bunch of shit in the last 60 years Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so cut them some slack too but i only hope that they would have that same empathy for us
1: but sometimes that's just not the case
0: and you know it's not at least we can say that it's not a general thing Mm -hmm. it's just you know individual case
1: it's It's like they refuse to see that they're not the only ones hurting or something. You know what I'm trying to say?
0: Yes. And I learned that in the U.S. or at least Western psychology. Okay, so African-based psychology, they emphasize community. Okay. Whereas in Western, we emphasize individualism. Like we're always pointing out the lone wolves. We pay more attention to when we're feeling alone. I feel like for the older generations, like, you have a bunch of them dealing with shit like that. Dealing with their own suffering on their own. Luckily, that's not always the case for every old person. Like, you know, there's still the older people who are going to therapy. There's people who... Go to therapy with their kids. I just hope people can see the value in that. You know, the value in healing.
1: Yeah. But what's cool about, you know, aside from trauma, that's not cool. but Right. But what's cool about, like, the world and how everything's changing over time is that you can see patterns in our history. Yes. Like music, you know. Okay old okay. generation, new okay. generation. let's get into that's it. That's coming back. Yeah. You know, um, the 90s style Oh my God, music. when
0: when Drake said <laughs> he's got more slaps than the Beatles, there weren't enough people on the world to count the amount of streams that Drake has today when the Beatles were alive. So
1: you think if the Beatles were still alive, they'd have more streams than Drake?
0: Hmm. <laughs> well, I can't fully answer that because we don't know who who has been born that could be a fan of the beatles but we don't know who has been born and is a fan of drake
1: see with music it's cool when it comes to old generation and like new generation yeah because music is universal mm-hmm. everybody likes every kind of music no matter right. how old you are
0: it's funny cuz i have old songs in my library but then i also have like a specific playlist called throwbacks Mm -hmm. and those are the older songs that i'm kind of a little i don't want to say ashamed but i'd be embarrassed if like played
1: dude no (laughs) shuffle no i have my nostalgia playlist Mm -hmm. and i will jam i jam to all those songs like i even have like lionel richie and stuff in there nice because it's good music
0: right and that's what I'm saying It's like the old music that I do have in my library That's the older music That I will always listen to But um, You know Groove is in the heart Groove is in the heart I will not keep that on my library That is in my throwbacks playlist When I'm ready to listen to it I will go straight to it
1: Dude but That's what's cool You know we still listen to old music Right You know we freaking jam to Celine Dion in the car
0: Shit, i still I still listen to Selena, yeah, I listen to Selena, and she she had a whole career before I was even born
1: that's like a pro that comes with like the generation, you know mm-hmm. we give and take
0: yeah I we guess give and take
1: say. you know that's people people look up to older generations as individuals. Okay. But not as a generation.
0: Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. As like
1: eras, you know. I mean even like mindsets of the older generation. Like our family, I look up to them 100%. Our my uh my nana and tata. I,
0: God, our they're so level-headed. Like they're so level-headed and they're like Like, that's what I can really take from...
1: Like, that's who I would like to be like
0: Yeah. when I grow up. Yeah, and like, they're just getting shit done.
1: Look at me saying, when I grow up. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. No, me too. Me too.
1: And there's totally nothing wrong with that. It's just, there are pros and cons when it comes to comparing the newer and the older generation. Because there's nothing to compare. I mean, we can compare as individuals as people, but as a generation it's kind of hard because we are all going through different stuff in our world.
0: Exactly. And like who knows? Like what if the older generation's still going through their shit from the past.
1: And it's just it's just not right for us to take away anyone's experiences. And
0: vice versa, as we would like to repeat.
1: Yeah. It's just not right. You know, I, I think we have instead of focusing on us being two separate or three, four separate generations that we need to focus on us as a world. Right,
0: right, right, right. I don't know. It's just like we can still be brought closer together.
1: We need to stop saying like, oh, you don't know anything about this and that or, oh, the world's different now, you know? It's like we just all have to be on the same page.
0: And with that, it's just the idea that we have to be open to listening, to each other.
1: Yeah, because if we don't, then we're all just gonna be pitted against each other.
0: And that's very ignorant. I realized that I love pop music (laughs) and that I love Little Mix. So can we talk about them? Yeah. Fuck it. All right, so for those who don't know who Little Mix is, they are a girl group singing and dancing, rapping, harmonizing, comprised of four insanely talented women. And I think it was just about like 2000... When did you show me them? Like 2011 or twelve. When, when did you show me the... um? They were doing DNA in your living room.
1: Oh, that was like 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: 2013, just about... And, like, I didn't really think much of them. I mean, like, yeah, I thought they were talented and cool. And when I was living with you, we were able to, like, listen to them because you were really picking up from salute and glory days and even get weird. But it wasn't until, like, the last month and a half that I just drowned in them. And I can't, I can't, I can't express how obsessed I am. I love them. They're so... Good, they're good. This is a Brad
1: segment, by yeah, the way. Yeah, oh
0: yeah, I suggested this one, and I'm so glad the generator chose it.
1: <laughs> I was extremely into pop music my freshman year of high school because Tumblr mm-hmm. was like really big on One Direction,
0: mm-hmm. right? Oh, and God, I uh, in
1: 2012, when Fifth Harmony was on X Factor. I started really getting into pop music, mm-hmm. and somehow, some way, I found Little Mix. Super random. I remember one day I was just scrolling through YouTube, watching a bunch of music videos, and Little Mix popped up on one of my ads. And the song I heard was "Wings," nice, which is one of their songs on their very first album. Yeah, that was
0: like their debut single.
1: Yep. I no, was it? Oh, oh I no, DNA "Cannonball." Was, oh no, yeah, "Cannonball." DNA yeah. was
0: after. Um, wings. Damn. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I remember just falling so in love with Little Mix, and this was around the time where I was trying to figure out who I was as a person.
0: Oh, okay. and this is
1: actually during the time where I realized that I was a feminist.
0: Okay, okay. That was even before they realized they were feminists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And um, well, because I I used to hang out around a lot of guys mm-hmm. and. Of course we butt heads about certain topics. Yeah. And it made me wonder, you know, what it meant for me to be upset when they would talk about women in a certain way or yeah. talk talk to women in a certain
0: Fuck way. Fuck the audacity.
1: So Little Mix and Fifth Harmony, but we're talking about Little Mix tonight. They are <laughs> extremely talented and I think they deserve so much more than what they are getting right now yeah yeah
0: so you're telling me it was perfect timing for you to be dealing with that crap with old guy friends and then wings comes along and the word and the, spread your
1: wings and fly, yeah, baby.
0: mama told me
1: yeah no it was and i don't even think they realized at the time what they were doing for young girls right my age i was what probably 14 15 years old artists don't realize what they do for young people you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and at the time little mix really opened my eyes to being this young girl who can do anything right like they have a song it's called little me yeah tell it to speak up <laughs> tell it to shout out this guy but whatever I-
0: mel you used to sing it too you're the reason why i got into the first
1: and that was like my theme that was like my theme song when i graduated high school because i i felt that right and that's a song about growing up
0: right see okay i really tried to figure out what it was that i liked about them obviously because those songs are very good oh they are they're genius they're personal they're very oh yes very personal it's just that obviously their messages aren't clearly fully directed to me singularly individually but i can still find inspiration in their lyrics I remember Jessie one time, she was like, I don't want to be somebody's guilty pleasure. or I don't want to be somebody's bloody guilty pleasure. I think we're bloody talented. But, you know, that was horrible. And I agree. Like, when I was listening to them with you, they were my guilty pleasure. But it wasn't until I started picking up on their music these last couple months where I was just sitting in it and realizing, you know what? Yeah, I'm a fucking fan. When I watched their X Factor performance in the US, when they performed for the second season and they did move, oh my God. From the last time you showed me them, and then like I see that that's where they are now. Cause I don't know if you noticed, like obviously they do all of their UK stuff before they start Mm
1: -hmm. throwing
0: it to the rest of the world Mm -hmm. or whatever. But like the glow up. But then I didn't really see a glow up until Hair.
1: Mm -hmm. Hair. That's a good music video.
0: Hair, they were just. Like yeah, they're beautiful, but like hairs when I was just like, damn, they're like, they're sexy.
1: No, dude, honestly, it wasn't until this I was really into their music, obviously, the first album. And I think I became a fan when they were working on their second album already, which was Salute, and that's what got me hooked that's when i knew they were super talented
0: and it's crazy like i'm pretty sure you know that like you know this you've you're you've claimed this too but like salutes their best album oh
1: yeah 100 percent
0: yeah um, i mean
1: i like um get weird because there's some good songs on get
0: weird i love get weird itself the song
1: oh really what? With just another thing, do, thing, do, another thing yeah I'm like I'm not as big as of, of a fan as you are obviously anymore I think I've left my pop um stage to do a Lipa and just, Ariana yeah. grande but mm. I think I've left the groups behind me for a while okay okay and it's not because I I'm not into them anymore. It's because I haven't given them a chance.
0: Which I will say, guys, stream Confetti by Little Mix on whatever streaming platforms you use. With Confetti, Confetti came out November 6th, has 13 songs. And when you listen to it, um, it's like a slight evolution. Because this is post-Psycho. Because, you know, dirt, like right when LM5 dropped, they left Simon. Mm-hmm. And now they're with RCA and then they're with Columbia here. And I don't know, I just listened to Confetti and like they had a lot more, they had a lot more control and like authority in the creative process. And I think what I like about it is that they, it's like they update pop and they update that almost like bubblegum pop thing that we were so used to in the late 90s and the early 2000s. I think about this almost every day. And then you hear pop in the US, Ariana Grande. Dua Lipa? Dua Lipa's the UK. Oh, damn it. Um, and that's the thing, like, Dua Lipa, Little Mix, like, their pop is very nostalgic. Future
1: nostalgia. Yeah,
0: like, oh, and Dua Lipa completely, like, she...
1: Well, she changed her sound, she worked, 100%. Oh, it's
0: so beautiful. She went
1: from this, like, slow pop to this just energetic, poppy...
0: Yeah, that's that's the cool thing, too, though, with um with her first album. I heard that that just sounded like an original sound. Mm-hmm. That was her like that. That felt, was her thing. That was updated. Like that's with the times. Whereas Future Nostalgia, though it is quote with the times, it still picks up from what we've known pop music to be.
1: I love Dua Lipa. Future Nostalgia, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you are not gonna find anybody who's gonna make music like that except for Dua Lipa. And people are probably gonna try because it's done so well. Yeah, but she just started this whole new era for everybody for mm-hmm. everybody in pop mm-hmm. music and maybe that's just my opinion
0: no but it makes it makes perfect sense cuz when did future nostalgia come out just yeah. earlier this year right
1: yeah um during the quarantine i think in april
0: yes okay so that was when little mix was supposed to release confetti like in march or something and i don't know like when when i listen to both albums it just gives me it gives me what i want in terms of traditional pop but without it sounding old you know what i mean
1: yeah because like the the new pop because like, like
0: with ariana grande for example I, I don't know she if urbanizes she's even, yeah it. she's
1: not even like pop anymore she's
0: urbanizing her she's like essentially she's urbanizing pop like yeah she like you can tell she's not r&b yeah but her pop isn't pop like
1: pop like i don't even know who's pop anymore i don't even because like pop what is pop oh pop yeah because like pop itself music. is like
0: popular yeah, 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 yeah you
1: know but i think about music like harry styles and taylor swift and all that stuff is oh. that even pop anymore
0: um taylor oh very much so she's
1: not as pop really her new songs which one she just came out with like a new ep isn't it like super like slow pop Oh, wow. Like ballady. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't listened to it. Oh, either. Miley
0: Cyrus is pop.
1: Oh, okay, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, and, but
0: her shit's like different. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe her sound
1: because we were so used to pop being like. I'm missing you yeah. like
0: candy. Yeah.
1: And uh, we're we're also used to pop being like. Um, I'm trying My to think loneliness. of somebody besides Ariana Grande.
0: Wake up in the morning feeling <laughs> like P Diddy
1: okay okay so 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 like jonas brothers jonas brothers okay. they're they're pop that's what i think that's what pop sounds like to me in this new sound now that's what pop sounds like to me when i listen to i'm feeling so cool top to the bottom just cool whatever okay. whatever okay. Pop- and how does that are? differ
0: from <laughs> me ooh, 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 all i ever want to be that's taylor swift and um Brendan,
1: holy crap! Meary. I didn't even know what song that was. Oh, yeah. Or what, um, a "Savage Love"? Is that pop or savage that rap? Pop.
0: Oh, dude. Um, okay, yeah. Jason Derulo is hella pop. Okay, let's let's really here. Let's draw this line with pop. Usher, how does Usher go from, uh, like "You Got It Bad" and um, okay, let's just eight seven zero one, my way. And I could have sworn there was another album. Okay, but anyway, those oh, the,
1: co- the confessions album. No,
0: because confessions is where he starts to get poppy. Okay. that's where, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um, I mean, eight times down.
0: Exactly. That doesn't sound like if you really think about it, that was Usher going into um yes my boo my boo yeah my boo has like r&b elements to it right
1: but would that be in like an urbanized pop like ariana grande
0: or could we do we, oh god what what does the grammys call it they call it urban contemporary yeah, or something urban contemporary oh or something, god yeah. just call it just call it music what the fuck call it pop i don't know or even the weekend or, or
1: um um bruno mars bruno mars uh that's what i like
0: oh you know, yeah. is that pop oh yeah bruno mars is hella pop okay Bruno Mars is. So
1: does pop. he consider himself a pop artist?
0: I mean, he should at this point.
1: Cause like Little Mix, going back to Little Mix. Okay. They had DNA and Get Weird and um, I'm I won't say Salute because I'm gonna compare it, but DNA, Get Weird, uh, Glory Days, and then there are two other albums, right? LM Five and or the three other Confetti, albums, yeah. And like.
0: Damn, they got so But soft. when
1: you listen to Salute, I don't think that's pop.
0: Okay, they, um, I, I read, like, a, a review or, like, an analysis on that album. And uh, they mentioned moved Move to be, like, a futuristic, like a, a fu- like, a futuristic... R&B-ish? Okay, they called it futuristic R&B okay. kind of thing, yes. But then when you have, like, uh, Mr. Loverboy, that sounds pop. But it does have like R&B, like of, of, of a, a slight vibe. They to just it.
1: have like a, like, a like a nostalgic vibe, like you were saying.
0: I, but that's, that's the, the thing, like they left that in salute. Because when you listen to Confetti, Confetti sounds obviously like, you know, all the albums stand out and stuff. But Confetti stands out from the rest of their discography, I will say. Especially because everything before Confetti was Simon Cowell and Psycho. But with confetti, like, they said specifically, like, this is the type of music that they wanted to write and record. I really recommend it, Mel. Like, maybe you'll like one or two songs. I'll listen to it when I have time. Okay, I'll send you one song. I'll send you one song. That one's fine.
1: I don't know, like, music can be interpreted in, like, any kind of way. Because I see, like, Dinah Jane. Her song heard it all before.
0: Oh, Dinah Jane's going straight into R and B. I
1: think that's R and B. Yeah. But when you look on Apple Music they or Spotify, it pop? it's pop.
0: Are they like? It's
1: know. confusing. Yeah. And even with um Lauren Hargi, mm-hmm. her her song "50 Feet," uh,
0: even like more than this, it's considered pop. Well, but that's the thing. When you upload your music, can't you choose your genre?
1: I don't know if you choose it or your your record chooses it. Yeah. but,
0: but even so, it's like. Does that mean whatever it is labeled we should take it that way?
1: Because like obviously pop is just popular music. So there's not really like there's not really a sound to pop. It's just something that's popular, right? Okay. But do they put this do they put songs in a certain category based off the artist because they're a popular artist yes. or because they want the artist to have more streams so that they can be in a so that it's like a pop song i yeah. mean even beyonce beyonce's music she was always she's always been r&b
0: no well okay i feel like beyonce switched into pop by oh yeah no, no. but she has pop songs right she yeah but her, songs. Her, but her
1: music is considered r&b okay
0: oh I, yeah i see it I still but hear it. she
1: has pop songs yeah like she has like crazy in love is pop
0: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but or, me, myself, and I is R and B.
1: Yeah, one plus one is R and B. See, because like, it's like R and B is like is R and B slow jams.
0: No, of course not.
1: Right? So it's
0: and that's ooh, even with Snow Allegra, Snow Allegra is considered R and B, but when you actually listen to her music, it's it's just a band. I don't know. With R and B, I feel soul.
1: See, that's what that's what like when you think R and B, you think of like soulful ballads and you think very feely simpy songs
0: and they're not always like at a high bpm
1: yeah they're so they're like like like
0: okay oh for me it's um eric benet and Mm tamia do you know that song spend my life with you
1: you i think you showed me that
0: oh yeah It, it has like a poppy feel to it but you could just tell with like the 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 multiple harmonies and just like the like the smoothness and mm-hmm.
1: the like the way the way that r&b hey, yeah. flows and like even makes you feel hey. makes it r&b because it's rhythm and blues yes so
0: okay yeah. it's a
1: rhythm and it's like
0: it's it's the thing that makes you want to do that yeah like body roll and snap i never knew such a day would come it's fate because how often is it that You just enter this competition individually, the singing competition. You get put into, like, different groups. And then all of a sudden, Kelly Rowland just wants to put you four together. And then next thing you know, you feel like your souls are linked.
1: I I won't even say the other other two groups that were put together.
0: (laughs) Oh, I don't even know who they were.
1: (laughs) One Direction and Fifth Harmony.
0: Oh, what about them?
1: They were put together, too.
0: Oh, but... Did any of them last nine years? <laughs> Did any of them last nine years? Like One Direction. One Direction was nine years.
1: No, Zane left. they just hit their ten year.
0: Alright, so it doesn't count. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: No, but I don't know. Little mix and they've always made it super clear that they're not gonna break up. I know. They've always made it really clear that they're not gonna make solo music, that they're not gonna break up. I and I'm sure that it has to do with how comfortable they are with each other. But yes. I'm also sure it has to do with not wanting to disappoint their fans.
0: Well, aside, like, especially that. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's probably, like, the the most beautiful thing that actually, like, baffles me is that if you think about it, it's really their friendship that is keeping them together. Because if a band doesn't have friendship, they don't stay together. Yeah. Like, eventually they disband.
1: And it's good that they all have the same minds
0: yes and that's the beautiful thing like what i learned about why they're so successful is not only their friendship but okay when you think of four you think of foundation because you need four points under your foundation to like hold shit up right Mm -hmm. so it's like everyone has something in their own they can offer
1: yeah to bring to the table and
0: when you mesh it all together it's like angels, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like where are you gonna find a group of four to have that can endure and be as successful as little mix like i I have to say it, like little mix is obviously the girl group of our generation. I mean, destiny's child when I was younger, but little mix for like this greater newer, younger generation. I mean, I still love them, I will say, but it's.
1: People will argue about that. What? Little Mix being the girl group of our generation.
0: And but that's the thing that I do get confused about. At the same time, it's like they've had a lot of success. Like they they're breaking a lot of Spice Girls records Mm -hmm. with the UK, and even you know other girl groups that were released not in the UK. Mm -hmm. I do want to say that there are things that we should recognize them for.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. There's so many, especially their talent.
0: But yeah, but we can't always be like they're the best, best. They're the number one. They're just so fucking good. Like they're good for the time that they were released. And you can't compare because no one else is like, is like competing at the same market as them at the moment.
1: I think what really like not threw me off, but I guess like turned me off of like Little Mix was like, they, cons- they constantly try to flow with, what was popular and i didn't really like that because i love salute so much
0: that's what you get with a shitty record label yeah that's
1: what i loved salute so much and i thought it was gonna make them super successful and super famous but it didn't and i guess that kind of disappointed me so maybe i'll listen to this new album
0: they were trending on twitter it was hashtag respect little mix and people were calling out Columbia for not even they called out Colombia for not promoting them, for not giving them the chances in the U.S. And apparently they've been sabotaged to be successful in the U.S. because of even Simon. I mean, I'm, I'm just reading shit left yeah. and right. I don't know what's fact and whatnot, but...
1: I mean, a lot of record labels are like that. Like, yeah. think, I, I think about Tori Kelly versus Ariana Grande.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and they're both in capital.
1: Yeah, and they both have the same manager.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why is... And same with Justin Bieber. Why okay. are two of them more successful than one when we can clearly see who's really talented
0: but that's hard because we already love her we already love Tori Kelly we already love her so
1: put her in a singing contest versus Ariana Grande
0: oh my Melanie no oh my you oh you're serious
1: no I'm serious like I love
0: okay I love Tori Kelly I love like that is my first ever like the first artist I've ever stand in my whole life I've been following her since like 2009 is it really worth putting her on a pedestal like that
1: you don't think she sounds better than Ariana Grande, personally?
0: <laughs> um, personally, well, okay, yeah. Tori Kelly has has some gnarly range.
1: Ariana Grande has hits. She yeah. has the music. She has a. She has all of that. Tori Kelly's music can be a hit or miss. It's it's true. It, it, yeah, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. But talent wise.
0: Oh, yeah, she could sing Ari under the table. Yeah, Yeah. okay. I I do agree with that. I do agree with that. And that's
1: what sucks about record labels and all that stuff is that they will go with what's more appealing rather than who's more talented. So that's, that's, that's my one thing about music.
0: I think it's just the record label wants to go with what's more marketable, even if it's, like, the perverted shit. And kudos to Ariana for, like, finding her own sexual liberation especially in fucking positions positions ariana grande put her whole coochie into that album that was
1: like no shade to ariana grande she's super talented i know she is i'm just i'm just saying it's it's unfair
0: it is indeed indeed
1: especially when it comes to women in music yeah yeah, like that's so unfair like when fifth harmony and little mix were out simon definitely favored fifth harmony more
0: he favored camila more yeah but that's like that's really the thing like he tried to do what he did with Camila to perry and because perry said no i think that's when they were sabotaging them
1: yeah i mean it's just it's not fair because we can clearly see talent and we we know who deserves streams and who doesn't and this is does not just apply to pop music it, it applies to all music oh let's get like into like mac this. miller oh my god mac miller deserves so much more than what he got. And I'm not just saying that as a biased super fan, because anybody who knows me knows that I love Mac Miller. Rest in peace to Malcolm. But he is an extremely... He always was and always has been an extremely talented artist, but he never got that recognition until he died. Right. And that's the saddest part about it is that, you know, you, you put all this work into your music and you want people to like it as much as people are like i don't care you know you want people to like what you put out yeah and he had fans he had a lot of loyal fans and he didn't need grammys he didn't need awards or any of that stuff he didn't care about any of that stuff but it's the recognition
0: i know he oh my gosh the recognition he did like he earned after he died i wish we had that energy like when he was alive it almost
1: feels like they were just sorry that he died yeah and they just gave it to him just because right and that's that's what i don't that's what i don't like about like the music industry that it's it's really hard to be your true self you know what i mean
0: yeah while also needing to like please your executives and then please your audience
1: because he's always came out with All the music that he he wrote, he produced, or he had his friends produce, or all that stuff. And it's always been good. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has some misses, but, and I can say that as a fan, you know what I mean? He has some misses, but other than that, every album he's put out, every mixtape, yeah, there's a couple songs that don't hit, but there are songs that hit and that deserve to be hit.
0: Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah.
1: But the one song they decided to be a huge hit was Donald Trump. Oh, God. Out of all the songs. Right. And it's a good song. It is. But he has so much other songs that are so good. Like The Weeknd with Miguel. That's Mm -hmm. such a good song. And that was such a hit with all his fans. Right. That should have been on the radio.
0: Right.
1: I'm not sure if it was.
0: You're telling me Donald Trump by Mac Miller was the only song that...
1: No, I mean, he had other songs on the radio. But...
0: Just more you deserved more. He deserved
1: more. Like yeah. more of his his better songs, you know? Yeah, of course. But he was also a controversial rapper.
0: Yeah. He
1: talk yeah, he talks about a lot of, you know, his personal life. Yeah. Which I get. I mean and we go back to Tori Kelly and she talks a lot about her personal life. Yeah. And but for some reason when you talk about your personal life and you're not Ariana Grande or Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift, you're not making hits. Yeah. Even though your song is relatable and everybody likes it see
0: that's what okay because when tori was nominated her first year for unbreakable smile yeah she lost it to megan trainer who had been in the game for like four or five years already that's
1: not fair
0: but then the next year after she released her gospel album that's when she won two grammys yeah like is it my question is is like did she have to throw herself in a box in order to win that or like Why? Why did they just? Why did they fucking choose Megan? Why did they choose Megan? You know what? No hate to Megan. She's she's cool. I'm just not crazy about it. She
1: has she has some hits, but
0: but Tori, man, out of like the rest of the artists that year,
1: yeah, it it should have went to Tori. It should have. One hundred percent. And that's not just us talking as fans. It just seemed like the most fair way. Yeah,
0: like the most appropriate
1: person to win yes because it was her first album
0: it debuted at number one i think or like it hit number one
1: and it's just you know it's just not fair and that's the whole thing also about the music industry is that you make this music and people are like oh yeah it's not really a hit no matter how many like streams you put out and it's people who probably won't enjoy your music that have to vote on who gets to win and who doesn't Mm -hmm. that's why like the grammys are you know they they suck yeah and oh, it's not fair God. because you can have all so many streams you can have all these like um uh, all the charts like, all the like, records yeah all the certifications and shit. yeah but, and you still will not win a grammy
0: and then that's when it's appropriate to question like
1: like who's in charge
0: or like who who gets to say who gets to say what's, like, worthy and what's not? Yeah,
1: like, who's who's even on the Grammy board, you know? Mm. The Weeknd, he killed the charts. He murdered every single chart, this whole pandemic, with his new album. Yeah. And he got zero Grammy nominations.
0: Mm. Like, oh, my God, what remember? What sense does that make? Do you remember when... Crap, what was SZA's album called? What was SZA's album called? Control. Control. When Control came out and SZA was nominated for, like, what? Seven Grammys or some shit? She want none of them? What kind of bullshit is that?
1: And SZA's Control album was literally everybody's favorite album. I mean, maybe I'm speaking in a biased sense. Oh, yeah. But that was our album. I don't know anybody who didn't know a SZA song. What was that, 2017? Yeah. I don't know anybody who didn't know a SZA song. Even after that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just insane to me that this is how music works. And us as fans, you know, we get disappointed. Yeah. Because we pay, we stream this, this music and we want to see our favorite artists thrive.
0: Okay, so that's the thing though. I want Little Mix to reach number one wherever they are or wherever they can chart. That it was to the point where I was... Making sure that I was listening to them habitually, like, in the last few weeks since they released their album, just so they can get that, get those, like, those chart numbers. Damn,
1: that's how you know you're a fan.
0: Yeah. And then I realized, like, this shouldn't necessarily be, like, a complete measure of their success, you know? If The Weeknd's doing great and the Grammys doesn't recognize that, fuck the Grammys. If Little Mix is doing great, yet they're not thriving in the U.S., fuck their record labels kind of shit and as fans don't we love them for the shit they make that's ultimately why we love them so i think it's like yeah while we continue supporting them and giving them our love we shouldn't always necessarily like make it the end goal to give them all of these awards and these I don't know all of this recognition because it's like they're they're already good and beautiful on their own and essentially that's why they were doing it in the first place. Like they're just they just loved making music, you know. And whatever fans they gravitated towards to is whatever fans like they deserve and are the fans that are deserving of that artist, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I I I agree one hundred percent. It's um, it's just unfortunate, you know. You kind of you want the best for the artist that you enjoy listening to. Yes. And I guess we, you know, put the best with Grammy winners and all that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, it, even with like movie stars, there's a lot of movie stars that don't win Oscars. Yeah. Um, like Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. He
0: did not win one for the longest.
1: Yeah. And then he finally did. And it's like, we know he's a good actor.
0: Yeah. I just feel like that they did it when we started shouting out, you know, when we yeah. started Uh, writing or whatever
1: yeah people don't make a big deal out of anything until somebody says something
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: because they think they can get away with it oh
0: god it's fucked how can we end this on a lighter note stream confetti by little mix
1: don't worry about growing up too fast
0: have empathy regardless of age yeah 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 you know i like that
1: Everything happens for a reason. We grow up. We appreciate the time that we all have together. Learning new things from each generation helps us grow. Mm -hmm. And our love for music will keep on going.
0: I love Little Mix.
1: We love you all.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, folks, looks like that wraps up another episode. Don't eat that frog if there's still a croak in your plate. I'm Brad.
1: This has been Spoken. And I'm Mel. Oh, fucking bitch. Wow. Try it again.
0: Okay. Well, that wraps up another episode, folks. Don't eat that frog if there's still a croak in your plate. I'm Brad. And I'm Mel. And this has been Spoken Spoken to to Your taste. Taste.